can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut 'em down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut 'em down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels' feet. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, "John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider." I try hard. Yes, I uh, I definitely go and tell that midnight rider. Uh, but you know the unfortunate things, folks. Sometimes that midnight rider is me. I guess you could say. Heaven knows, right? So this is Talk with John here Saturdays from 4 to 5 Mountain, 5 to 6 Central, and 6 to 7 Eastern where my guest is joining me at. You can join me right here on Republic Broadcasting Network. So I just want to say thank you all to you joining us now on Talk with John. Uh, I'll be introducing my guest here in just a moment, but uh, my guest is willing to take some phone calls. His f- Our phone number, not his phone number. I'm not giving out his phone number. It's not happening, folks. <laughs> you can ask, but it's not happening. Uh, but the phone number, the call-in line is 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. And uh, also a great way to interact with me during the show and after the show is also on Twitter. Uh, that's a good way to interact with me. Sometimes ask questions. I have a lot of people that say, John, I like to listen. I don't want to call in. You know, I don't feel comfortable calling in. Feel free to reach out on Twitter. And uh, and I'm, I'm sure uh, my guest is fine with that as well. But before we get rolling with the show, I need to give my opening show pr- prayer. It's just the, the prayer of my heart. Now, it's not, 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 the, not a true official prayer, I guess you would say. But the prayer of my heart is, um, I, I, just a second. I hope my show is a gift back to my forefathers, the founding fathers, and may it be an acceptable token to our father above and the show mantra where there is liberty. There is the spirit of Christ where the spirit of Christ is. There will be liberty and the greater the spirit of Christ, the greater liberty will be. And, uh, today I was involved in a few discussions on liver- liberty and freedom and, Maritime, and then I had someone that wanted to take me down in the weeds, and I, I looked at him and I, I said, "Okay, you just spent like a like 500 words trying to display d- define liberty." And he's like, "Well, there's all these different types of liberty." And I said, "Listen, with someone like Scott, like 150 IQ, like you, that's fine. The average IQ is like 100 in America. The average IQ is 100. My IQ is like 87 or." It's probably lower than that, folks. I don't want to say how low it probably is. I've, I've never taken the test, and the reason why is I don't want to cry myself to sleep, all right? <laughs> all right, folks. Today I have Reverend James Harden. He's known as Jim, my good friend Jim. Jim, thank you for joining me. John, thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure. 
it's 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 good having you so we're going to do this every couple of months we're going to have you on rbn every couple of months to to join us uh because your saturdays you try to keep sacred and uh, i think that's important um if your family doesn't know how i okay so Actually, before we get going, let's do this. Uh, Jim, I've asked you to do this, and I, I, I hope you remember, and I think you said yes. Would you just say a prayer and ask the Lord to bless our conversation? Because I, whenever I get a reverend on, why in the heck not have him say, uh, <laughs> pray over our, our, our conversation? I would be honored. Uh, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless our conversation with wisdom, that you would uh, grant us a deeper understanding of yourself, Cause us to be encouraging to each other and to those that are listening and participating in this conversation. And we pray, Lord, that you would um, in- empower us through this conversation uh, to exercise the liberty that you have endowed us with responsibly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So he and I were going back and forth on this, and I, I just said, okay, I'm going to bottom line what I believe free- what liberty is. Freedom's the ability to do something. The ability to take action on your own but i said liberty is the is the the deeper meaning and the deeper step from freedom just because i have the ability to do something doesn't mean i should go do something just because i have the ability to shoot a firearm doesn't mean at a particular moment i should shoot a firearm Mm -hmm. and uh just for a quick for a quick instance, I shouldn't eat. I am totally free to eat ice cream all day long, every single day. I'm free to do that. It will not give me liberty to do it. It will wind up taking away my freedom, in fact. <laughs> well, and wind up taking away my life. Now, yeah. uh, I may enjoy it much more than eating like some yucky vegetables. <laughs> but uh, even some vegetables can be pretty good. So... Yeah. Um, this is so what I display what I told them what liberty to me in my mind is it's the responsibility side it's the action side and it's the morality side of freedom mm-hmm. yeah I you know there's lots of different philosophers over the years that have tried to define um, liberty but you know like for example Aristotle talks about the the golden means between um, so that a virtuous life is someone who um, walks the golden mean between uh, two vices. So um, the courage is um, the golden means between cowardice and foolhardiness, right? And so there's always there's always these poles that we we tend to you know pendulum swing between. And he's and Aristotle is basically saying, look, we got to wisdom or or justice, he would call it is the balance between the two vices. And I think that's a helpful way of understanding it. But you're right. I mean, liberty, as, as we understand it, in terms of uh, the Constitution in America, uh, it comes with duty. The corollary to a, a liberty is that we're obligated to act upon it for the benefit of our fellow man. Not f- and, and so what we've turned it into, though, is license. I, I, the government gives me the ability to do whatever I want to do. Government gives me license to get married to whatever or whoever I want to get married to. Well, that's a, that, that, that quickly degenerates and, and tears society apart uh, because uh, liberty is, is what God has uh, given us. It's, it's unique to what it means to be human. 
and human institutions like, for example, marriage are the basic unit of civilized order out of which come the next generation of civilized human. So, um, you know, we, we've got to be very careful, I think, about um, about liberty, because even the Supreme Court has attempted to redefine liberty um, even and that, that that's where I you know, where abortion comes in. 1973, the Supreme Court attempted to redefine or to create a right. And anytime a government creates a right, like the Dobbs case uh, said when Samuel Alito wrote it uh, last year, um, he said, look, when, when Roe versus Wade was decided, it was on a collision course with the Constitution. And what he meant was, you know, anytime a government fabricates a right, it's, it's going to conflict at some point in time with one of the inalienable rights that God has given us. We are all endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. And so it's not the government's job to create them. It's the government's job to protect them from being infringed, like the right to life. Okay, so we've got a, a number of topics that we're going to touch, but I like to go off script, too. So <laughs> um, you and I chatted, uh, I believe it was a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I had mentioned we talked a little bit about the sound of freedom. And yep. you said you you thought you probably weren't going to see that, but you had some your, some of your sons had, yep. and it uh, was a uh, it was a show that caused them to go talk to their mother and have a long discussion with them with her even into the evening. Yes. And so I uh, want to know where you're at with the sound of freedom. Have you seen it yet? Have you held fast to your guns and said you're not going to go see it? And uh, just want your thoughts on that. Yeah, I have not seen it yet, and I don't think I'm going to. I, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to. I, I know so many people that have seen it, and I've talked to so many people about it, um, and I, and I do have some thoughts. One thought in particular, I think, if people haven't seen it, they probably should. You, you and I talked about this. Um, my concern is that the way it's going to be interpreted by America, by the general population is it's going to be one of those pendulum swings. Like, okay, now we're going to have to do something to rely on the government to, to protect our children from this. And there's going to be some kind of, you know, mass, you know, uh, popular movement to, uh, to do something, to ask the government to, to find a way to track all of our children. That's, that's, my, that's my fear. My fear is that this is prepping the, 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 the masses, if you will, psychologically to have their children um, you know, surveilled in some form or fashion uh, by some by by a government agency. Uh, that, a mark that, that's their a, forehead or a mark in their hand, something like that. I mean, I don't. I, again, I, I don't know. Uh, but this is this is kind of the way that you know De Tocqueville said that America works in terms of 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 you know America. You know, he saw down down the road. He in 1830 he wrote this book called democracy in America. And it was prophetic. The way he looked at how America works in the governmental system, um, you know, America tends to embrace new ideas and, and, and run it through the legislature really quickly, in fact, too quickly, uh, without thinking about the long-term ramifications to solve a problem. Uh, the, and it may be a bona fide problem, like, for example, sex trafficking. Um, but we've got we've to think clearly about how to solve problems so it doesn't infringe upon the rights and freedoms. Um, uh, of of the future generation, right? And then there's there's good men like you out there that are doing everything they can to uh, promote righteousness and promote uh, a godly way of living. 
and that are kind of like on the opposite end of what child trafficking would be. And I think it's very important that we don't give up those liberties and those rights in order to, quote unquote, save the children. Yeah. Uh, I've had those thoughts myself. I'm like, uh, are we? Are, are, is there going to be a demand all of a sudden uh, for people saying we need to track our children somehow, uh, put implants in them or something along those lines to track them and all their whereabouts? Uh, no, we don't need that. That's that's not what we need. What we need, I do think, though, is good good people to understand. We need to do everything to live our lives in such a way that the individuals that commit those crimes walk away from them, stop it, leave the area if they have to. Yeah. Um, and and I, I was talking about this with another show guest. I said, you know, um, uh, let's say that I have, uh, let's say that there's an individual out there that is viewing child pornography on a regular basis. And let's say that's like every other day. Well, I want to live my life in such a way that I bring the spirit into his life that maybe it goes to every to once a week. And then hopefully we can have some other good people that influence it to be, uh, once a month. And then completely he, he shares the burdens of his sins and walks away from it entirely. You know, uh, I, I, as a Christian, I do believe that we need to give the opportunity to people to repent, but to those that are repeatedly the abusers, Whoa, we need to put them in front of a jury and we need to figure out how to handle them and we need to deal with them harsh maybe the first time not entirely harshly, but boy, if it's a second time offender, whew, uh, you know, put that millstone around their neck and drop them into the sea. Yep. Uh, I, I am I have no problem with that. And and, and one of the things about that statement that uh, was brought to my attention recently is uh one thing about putting the millstone around someone's neck and dropping them into the sea. It removes all history of them. Yes. So it's, it's not just it's not just that they are punished by a capital punishment. It's removing the history of them. Yep. That's what that's the the, the symbology of the sea in scripture is, you know, chaos or nothingness or oblivion, as if you were forgotten, like you never existed. Uh, that that's a fate worse than death for right. you know people in that culture. So to be lost at sea means to be forgotten forever by God, which is something you know. I mean that that is that is a cruel fate right there. And I mean and and quite frankly, uh, people who engage in this kind of behavior, that's what Jesus says they deserve. You cause a little one a one one of these little ones of mine to stumble, just to stumble. We're not saying anything other than just stumbling. You cause one of them. That, that's how much focus God has on his children, on little children. I mean, it, it's a serious business. And uh, and we've got we as his people have been given his heart. And so we are obligated. He obligates his people to go out and protect the weak and vulnerable society wherever they are uh, on the dangerous Jericho Road of culture. We're obligated to to reach out and extend our voice, our resources, our time and, and, and give them their lives back. Um, this whole world is full of injustice. This whole world is full of oppression. It's run by wickedness. There's evil that has been systematized uh, from the top down. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about it over and over again. But what he does, what he also talks about is when, when, when his people uh, call, who call themselves by his name, 
don't do anything, it's it, they're uh, they're they're aligning themselves. They're they're being complicit with the evil. We've got to stand up. We've got to, Bible says, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend uh, the orphan, and, and 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 take care of the widow. That's what the Bible says to do, because and that may, he's telling his people to do this. And so when his people stand up. Uh, when there's when there's wickedness all around us, when his people stand up and stand against wickedness for righteousness and truth, the Bible says we make ourselves a prey. We make ourselves to be sought out by the enemy. Those who stand up for righteousness will, will become the enemy of the wicked. And that's okay. That's that's uh, that's just the way it way it works. But uh, what that what that means is we've got to we've got to take take stock of the situation and know that we're going to be uh, a target. If we seek to stand up for those that are being oppressed, we will ourselves become oppressed. That's okay. We, in the end, know that God is on his throne and justice will be done, if not by our system of government, which is imperfect, but by God's system. He will, every sin is gonna have to be paid for, every single sin. That's the message of the Bible. And either the sins can be paid for by Jesus Christ and our submission to him, and we will, we will, we will be vindicated, or we're going to have to be in a difficult, terrible spot of having to pay for our own sin forever, and that's called hell. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, uh, me neither. That, that, that's the great thing about uh, that's the great thing about our God in comparison to the gods of history. The gods of history were, you know, indifferent or would mess with. Yeah, uh, he goes beneath and lifts up and take care of uh, the least of us. It's amazing. And that's, I think, I think that's a unique thing to, uh, to, to what the Messiah is willing to offer his yeah. people. Yeah. Well, okay. So, folks, I don't think I did a great job of inter- introducing uh, Reverend Jim Harden. He's with Compassion Care, and they are a group that is uh, helping. Uh, is is a pro-life group. Uh, and I will do a little bit better job of introducing it. But there's a couple things that have happened over the last several weeks and some things that I want to get into. So the Supreme Court asked to hear a ban on counseling near abortion clinics. So uh, a Catholic sidewalk counselor, Miss Deborah, and I'm not even going to try to say her last name. I think it's called, Joe, pronounced Vitigliano. 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 So I'm out here in the West, y'all, where, you know, we talk in like Western talk and, and, and that, 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 that Eastern talk that you have there, you, you, you New York City slickers have. We just don't. Okay. We're not around them Italianos. Well, it's okay. funny because I was talking about this, this case with, uh, another, another fellow friend of mine. And he's, he, uh, I said, it's, it's interesting to note. It's ironic and I, it's poetic. It's a, it's a beautiful poetic irony. The first part of her name is Vitae. It, in, in Latin root means life. And she she is uh, fighting for life, wants to fight for life as, as a sidewalk minister in front of abortion clinics. And, uh, and here she is going, hopefully going to the Supreme Court uh, to, to, with her case against Westchester County, north of New York City. God bless her. We'll be back and we'll talk about this on the other side of this commercial break.
Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? What are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Republic Broadcasting Network, this is Talk with John, and right now I'm with Reverend Jim Harden. He is with Compass Care, and they are a group. Uh, It's a pro-life medical network group, and uh, we're going to get into it. But he has, he's a man, he happens to be Reverend. Uh, He also happens to have one wife and ten children. That's right. So, and that's that's specifically in his bio. It, <laughs> uh, certain parts of the United States, like there are certain places in Utah, that there are men that have a lot more than ten children, but they also have more than one wife. So, well, I, I, I like to make it clear to everybody that uh, my wife did all the work. She's uh, and she had those ten kids, every single one of them. And so, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, take anything away from her. 
yeah, we don't, we definitely don't want to take any credit that she was uh, involved. She was uh, a long time in the nine months of the creation of that child. Um, we take care of everything after. So, well, maybe not everything. Obviously, we don't take care of everything after, but we're involved afterwards. <laughs> okay, so um, the this uh, this Deborah Vitti Galli. Oh man, I'm not even going to try to say it again. Uh, yeah. She was uh, petitioning the U.S. court to review a law preventing pro-life advocates from canceling near abortion clinics amidst the climate of agencies and politicians are restricting discussion about abortion questions arise are we denying women the chance to fully consider their options are we limiting freedom of speech so tonight we're or not tonight well tonight for him this afternoon for me we're discussing uh what do you perceive the current state of affairs to be with pro-life advocacy in the u.s i think this case with um Ms. Vitigliano against uh, County of Westchester, north of uh, New York City, is extremely important. There was a court case called Hill versus Colorado back in 19, I think it was 93, that allowed the government to, to set a precedent to restrict pro-life speech outside of abortion clinics. And anytime the government decides that it wants, that it thinks it's got a, 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 an obligation or, or duty to restrict the freedom of speech of, of people is a very serious thing, especially when it comes down to talking about uh, pro-life issues and giving women just, you know, another, just one more option, one more opportunity uh, to save the life of her child before she walks into that abortion clinic. So the Second Circuit apparently denied her. Now she's asking the Supreme Court. She's appealing to the Supreme Court. And what this basically does is it says, hey, it gives the court the opportunity uh, to do what we think they've got an appetite to do, and that is set the record straight and give give people the rights their rights back, which is what the Dobbs case did with respect to Roe versus Wade. It set it back down to the states for the states to decide themselves what to do and how to regulate abortion. Uh, so it's not the federal government's job. That's the the Supreme Court essentially said in the Dobbs case. This is another opportunity for the Supreme Court and to, uh, to to say, look, uh, let's 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 give their people give the people their rights back now. This is a very important thing because right now, the federal government, since the, the, the Clinton administration back in the 90s, passed another law called the FACE Act, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance Act. And the federal government, the De Department of Justice and the FBI have been uh, targeting peaceful pro-life people um, with indictments on violations of the FACE Act, okay? And, and it's, it, it's, it's draconian. It's, it's a Stalinist Article 58. Uh, you know, th this is this is their way of 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 pushing public pro-life speech out of the public square. And uh, if if the Supreme Court picks up this case and overturns Hill versus Colorado, it defangs the FACE Act and 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 gives the pro-life speech, uh, you know, back to the people again so that they don't have to fear going to jail or being targeted by the FBI and DOJ for doing what's right. Uh, yeah. And I have no confidence in the DOJ or the FBI or. No basically <clears throat> any federal agency to protect our rights right now that no they're no they're being used as a maoist kind of red guard to enforce the the biden administration's agenda we've been experiencing that for the last year in fact we've been we've been talking about it for well, almost every day for the last year so 
Uh, in fact, today I had a gentleman come and talk to me. Uh, vo- he, he runs a group called Voice for the Voiceless here in Utah. And uh, he's a pastor as well. And that is part of his ministry is to go out in front of uh, uh, Planned Parenthood. And he goes, you'd think that there were that there's been a dramatic drop off in abortions. But he goes here in Utah, it's affected it very little. Yeah. And so um, and not only that, he goes, it's very rare to see anybody else out there with him. And and frankly, I think with what happened with January 6th and also that uh, gentleman uh, the the Catholic with his father and his son, um, that throws a wet blanket on people going out and just saying, hey, we're here. Let us help. Let us give you another op- another option. That's right. It's a mercy mission. And this this case will give give people their rights back. And people like Mark Howe, because you just mentioned, uh, won't have to be put up in front of uh, court for doing what's right and and mark mark was exonerated by the way twice but but that's the thing he's he was being targeted by the federal government uh because the federal government wants to protect the abortion industry instead of protecting women and the rights of the citizens all right well let's talk a little bit more we're going to have a longer segment uh folks feel free to call in call in number is 512-248-8252 that's 512-248-8252 This is Talk with John. Look forward to talking to you soon. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Do you or someone you know suffer from chest pain, blood pressure, cholesterol, or irregular heartbeat? Are you looking for a more natural solution to overcome these health challenges? You hear the ads all the time. If this stuff's so good, why doesn't my doctor prescribe it? That's easy. Doctors are not trained in natural medicine. Extendivite Heart Tonic does want you to be as healthy as you can be, and it really works. Take Extendivite for six months, and your doctor will say, I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop. It's working for you. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. 
Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject, from the funding behind the transgender movement to first-hand memoirs of World War II previously inaccessible to English-speaking audiences. We publish books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo. Whether you count yourself as a political dissident, student of history, connoisseur of philosophy, or enthusiast of exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you owe it to yourself to check out our catalog. With exclusive offerings like The Transgender Industrial Complex, Solzhenitsyn and the Right, The Open Society Playbook, Opioids for the Masses, and many more, there's something for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com and use code RBNREADERS2023 for 10% off your order. That's RBNREADERS2023 at antelopehillpublishing.com. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold drive is up and the stock market's down and you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods you see a woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun a rifle and a four-wheel drive and a country boy can survive Country folks can survive. Republic Broadcasting Network, this is Talk with John and a Country Boy Can Survive. And the great thing that we have on our side, uh, on the conservative side of the world, there's a lot more country boys that can survive than on the other side. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I believe this. So right now I have Reverend Jim Harden joining me he's with compass care and that is this his group is a pro-life network to help families and women give have other options besides abortion and uh so we're talking about that and a few of those topics today so to get back to the subject at hand in what way do you think if so there is a case that's trying to be taken to the Supreme Court. A woman's taking a case to the Supreme Court to talk about standing in front of abortion centers is, and being able to use your free speech. And the left has done everything to take away our free speech. Yeah, you know they have. It's a slippery slope. I mean, the, the people who who advocate for the restriction of, of freedom of speech. Um, will eventually have could, could eventually have their their own speech restricted. I mean, the idea here is um, for for this for the to give the court an opportunity. And there, there only has to be four justices that have to, that 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 agree to pick up the case. Um, well, we want to give the court the opportunity uh, to hear the case and, and and overturn Hill versus Colorado and set set things right um, and 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 uh, and take the restrictions of of pro life speech. Um, lift those restrictions because right now it, uh, the Supreme Court had found it found it constitutional for the for states just to, to restrict the pro-life speech 
of of, of pro life Christians uh, specifically around abortion clinics. And these are these are Christian people. They're peaceful people, um, but they're being vilified um, and targeted by 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 the federal government because of of this kind of uh, these kinds of draconian laws. So uh, you know, this is a great opportunity to defang the FACE Act, um, which which is being used by the FBI, which you talked about in the last segment used by the FBI and the DOJ to target peaceful pro-life people. In fact, last year, I think there were 38 people that were indicted, pro-life, peaceful pro-life people, uh, indicted on phony, trumped-up face act charges. This, this, and, and it's because of, of erroneous Supreme Court decisions like Hill versus Colorado that allows these, these laws to get passed. Um, and uh, we, need to, we, we need to, you know, essentially re-civilize this country and get back to a pure understanding of what the First Amendment's all about. The First Amendment is first, not not just in order, but in terms of priority. Uh, the First Amendment is, is of freedom of religion is absolutely essential. People are designed by God to believe things, and that belief is designed to cause people to behave in certain ways. And uh, and so uh, that's 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 what it means to be part of what it means to be human. And when, when the government comes along and says, you can't uh, you can have these pro-life beliefs, but you just can't you can't act on them. Well, that's that's a big problem. And hopefully the Supreme Court through Vitigliano versus the county of Westchester uh, in New York here will uh, see it that way, too. How much faith do you think that the uh, do you have faith in the Supreme Court that they will see it the proper way? Well, um, the Supreme Court has. Certain members of the Supreme Court, certain conservative members, have talked about um, Hill versus Colorado uh, in disparaging terms. So if they if they get an opportunity, um, my guess is that they'll take it. Okay, good to hear. Good to hear. Let's get on to uh, another thing, another subject uh, that you have sent my way. Uh, chemical abortion leaves a 16-year-old girl sick and disabled. Um, is this the tip of the malpractice iceberg? And I've uh, had a doctor on here who was, who's an OBGYN, uh, had her on, uh, I want to say in the last month. And she goes that her fear with this is nobody's being seen. The pills are just being sent. So that's right. That's right. Your that's exactly. In fact, that's that's what happened with this 16-year-old girl. There's an expose that just came out. I think the Washington Stand posted it. Um, ben Johnson was the journalist, or is a journalist, and he's the one that wrote this this article about this 16-year-old girl who uh, she's basically a victim of statutory rape. And this is the she's 16. Okay, the first abortion happened when she was 15 oh, uh, no. by the same guy. Apparently, why isn't the guy in jail? Uh, but New York State is protecting the abortionist, she, and the New York State is protecting the the abuser. And now this woman, this girl, is being re-victimized by the abortion industry through chemical abortion, in particular chemical abortion. So the the, the abortionist is named Angela uh, Michael M I E K L E, uh, and I think it was a uh, you know. So she she sent this girl home with the chemical abortion regimen, mifepristone and misoprostol. It's a two, two drug concoction. It's aborticidal. But she went home and took these drugs. Uh, she felt sick, sore, uh, and, you know, it, it harmed her. But it also, she thought, and, and, and her, the, the staffers at the abortion clinic said though, that, that the chemical abortion worked. She ended up delivering the child 
profound birth defects, okay, lower and upper extremity defects, brain damage, the whole, you know, it's just terrible uh, what happened. It's in the court, court system now. And expert testimony from another physician basically said there was, you know, in, in delivering the, these, these dangerous chemical abortion drugs to this poor girl, uh, there were so many breaches of medical ethics. Uh, it was just uh, heinous. And so, but what I'm saying, what I've been saying for years is that the abortion industry and chemical abortion specifically represents serial medical malpractice. They're not diagnosing the pregnancy. They're not determining whether they're not identifying where or where the pregnancy is located in the uterus or whether it's located in the, in, in the fallopian tubes, which is an ectopic pregnancy. They're not doing any kind of due diligence around, you know, health history to determine whether or not this is contraindicated for her. Like, for example, if she's got anemia, she shouldn't take this drug because she'll bleed out. One in 20 women who start the chemical abortion process end up in the emergency room and they're being told by these quacks to tell them they're having a miscarriage. Now you got people like Elizabeth Warren saying you should change the the uh, the the uh, the message on the chemical uh, chemical chemical abortion bottle misoprostol and tell them it's for miscarriage treatment. It's not for miscarriage treatment. Uh, and I've been saying since they since the Biden administration tried to deregulate it back in January, they did actually January third um, to to send these drugs in the mail um, that they're going to have this. It's going there's going to be an explosion. What I called. Uh, you know, miscarriage inflation in the emergency rooms. And that's what we're seeing right now, miscarriage inflation. Uh, why? Because these women are being, uh, you know, they're being abused, re-victimized by the abortion industry. And the, meanwhile, the abortion industry insists that the, the chemical abortion drugs are safer than Tylenol. This is a fraud being perpetrated on women all across this country. Now, look, there are 930,000 abortions that occur every single year in America. Half of them are chemical abortion now, half. The abortion industry has shifted its business model dramatically over to chemical abortion because they they saw that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned and they would they would be the the procedures would be outlawed in multiple states. But you've got these states like New York and California that are thumbing their nose at the law and saying we're going to send these drugs across state lines illegally in violation of the Comstock Act anyway. Okay, anyway, this is um. Uh, they are they are rabidly pro-abortion. They don't care about women. They don't care about women's rights. They don't care about uh, protecting women or, or health care, anything like that. It's all about abortion. And and I've said this to you before, John. It's really not about abortion. <laughs> what it's about. For what is it about? It's it's about what it's it's about power. It's about power. What is abortion but the, the ability to decide who lives and who dies? That's absolute power. And it's a slippery slope. If we continue to allow the government to to decide who qualifies for protection under the law and who doesn't, it, it, who's next? Uh, it's, you know, whoever stands in their way, whoever is inconvenient, whoever is too, too, uh, too expensive, whoever is too old, whoever is not you know, contributing to society, whatever that might mean, whoever's mentally unfit. This is this is the this is a slippery slope we're on. This is the slope of tyranny. And 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 pro-life people are the ones that can articulate the belief that stands between tyranny and a free rule of law, constitutional rule of law society. And this belief is is is, is articulated in this way. We are all made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable without partiality, without qualification. These children just like everybody, preborn children need to be protected according to the 14th Amendment, equally under the law. And uh, and so the abortion industry and, and abortion represents the ability for the government to undermine and decide which persons, which categories of persons qualify for protection and which ones don't. That gives them Stalinistic power to imprison or destroy any legally, by the way, anybody they want. That's the trajectory that abortion 
uh, legal abortion gives uh, gives the government. So uh, chemical abortion is so bad in so many ways. And by the way, I, mean, I could go on, but by the way, chemical abortion was illegally approved by the FDA. They circumvented their own legal processes for determining safety and efficacy of this drug, which is why it's in the Fifth Circuit right now. Thousands of physicians filed a lawsuit against the FDA, and now the Fifth Circuit is considering uh, outlawing mifepristone, which is a chemical abortion, the primary chemical abortion drug used to kill the child, um, because they didn't follow their own protocols. So go back to the drawing board. Why, why is everybody all crazy about going back to the drawing board? Because they know it's so dangerous it would never get past the FDA's gold standard of safety. Because it's just, it's just, uh, it causes hemorrhaging, sepsis, uh, pelvic inflammatory disease, which causes internal scarring, which causes future ectopic pregnancies, which cause death. Okay, death. That so, so this poor 16-year-old girl. Um, in, it, we're, not, we're not just talking about death of women here. Obviously, it, it causes death of children. But uh, misoprostol, the second drug, causes uh, birth defects, and that's what we saw with this, t- this 16-year-old girl in and, uh, New York City. And the more chemical abortions you have, the higher. They're the lower the chance that you will not have children in the future. That's right. That's right. It harms people, women's future reproductive health. And and by the way, women love they love the idea of 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 being able to have children. That's one of the one of the beautiful things and one of the unique things about being a woman, right? And that's and that's women women value that. It's their superpower. It's the superpower of the earth. It is the superpower. I, I wish people would understand that. It is a superpower to have to be able to have. Uh, and bear the crown of creation in your womb and raise the next generation uh, of, 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 of citizen. If you want to have the greatest impact that will have ripple effects for generations to come, be a mother. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't get more powerful than that. The hand that, that rocks the cradle moves the world, says, right? Isn't that, isn't that the, the old adage? Yes. All right. We've got a caller on hold, so let's get to Terry in Texas. Terry, what's on your mind? Hey, how are you guys? Doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. It's kind of hot down here in Houston, but we're surviving. Uh, but <clears throat> what I want to say is, you know, I was reading an article uh, about how the uh, International Bank of Settlements uh, reestablished, they rewrote a law so they cannot be tried for anything. No uh, jurisdiction can come after them. In other words, they're out of everybody's jurisdiction. And jurisdiction is a very important to know that uh, all these things that are being done by this satanic, uh, uh, they say government, I call it a globalist system because it is an international system of uh, psycho- psyche, or <laughs> psychopaths, I should say, running roughshod over the American people. And um, the thing that I have to point out is that uh, Americans are not citizens of the United States. In other words, you know that the United States of America and the United States are two totally independent organizations, basically. And so it comes down to jurisdiction. And so, okay, so when Terry, you go in... I'm going to ask yes, sir. you, how does that apply to the topic at hand? Uh, because what we're discussing, we are in their system under jurisdiction. And we can remove ourselves from that jurisdiction. It says, uh, you know, you look at the 13th Amendment, involuntary servitude can't exist in the United States of America. We're operating under America, or I should say under uh, 
the District of Columbia, which is the United States. So you can remove yourself from that jurisdiction, and it will change everything. In other words, so you got to understand the difference between the two. One is a, is a corporate uh, government, and the other one is a constitutional government. In other words, when I remove myself from that system, and the thing that's kind of been in the way is people relate this to the sovereign citizen movement, and it's and again, these people were patriots moving forward, but they didn't have the key. They couldn't figure out which. Um, administration to go through to do that. They were going through the IRS and uh, through the um, Attorney General okay. and being persecuted. So once we figured Terry, that out... I'm going to ask uh -huh. you to bottom line it because I'm getting a little lost and I think this is a little off topic. So I'm going to ask... Okay, you well, let me just, let me just clarify that once I did my uh, affidavit and got my jurisdiction, my passport came back as a with diplomatic... Uh, immunity so i'm a diplomatic courier because i, I changed myself to a state citizen so just look so at uh, cut it short just understand the difference between the united states and the united states of america and uh that's the important thing people need to look at that and understand that you can get out of their jurisdiction well so that's why the courts are ruling in their favor through this you know going against your constitutional rights to you know, be able to protest because you're under the jurisdiction of the United States, not the Terry, United States of America. We've got break yes, coming up, so I need to let you go. I'm going to give Jim a chance to respond. Sure, Terry, thanks so much. Jim, do you want to take a real quick response to that? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Terry. Um, I, I didn't know that about the United States versus the United States of America jurisdiction. Uh, but what I, what's interesting, though, is, I mean, that's that's very interesting. The other thing that is, is, is interesting is that um, the abortion industry is being given immunity. Um, pharmaceutical companies are being given immunity. Uh, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill to give doctor abortionist immunity from criminal liability um, uh, and even medical liability when when committing committing crimes against women. The Biden administration is now looking to change the the HIPAA regulations uh, to to make it very difficult, if not impossible, for law enforcement officers to uh, hold criminals, sex abusers. Uh, rapists, etc., uh, responsible when uh, when when they're 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 using abortion to cover up their crimes. Uh, th this is we see it on the flip side too. So you know it's 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 fascinating to see what's going on, but it but it, it certainly is a, a violation. Uh, they're, they're systematizing um, criminality and making make making evil good and good evil. And I think that's where Christians need to uh, to come on and uh, and stand up strong against it. I think you're on uh, mute, John. I am on mute. I've been coughing. I've got allergies. <laughs> They're kicking my tail. So I asked Frank a question. Uh, looks like, okay, so looks like we're going to be able to skip the break. So I want to get to this question to you. Um, do you think it would be constitutional on a federal level to ban abortion? What are your thoughts? I do. I, it's funny. It's funny you say that because um, one of the one of the guys running for president, Vivek, I can't remember, Ramaswamy or something like that. Yeah. Um, came out and said he didn't think it was uh, constitutional to for the federal government to um, to ban abortion, uh, but he could be convinced otherwise. And I'd like to convince him otherwise. Um, it is it is the federal federal government's uh, purview to ensure that all citizens 
are protected and that their 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 inalienable rights are not violated uh, by the citizenry or by the government. And I think that the Fourteenth Amendment, in particular, certainly the the Declaration of Independence, which is a founding document, clearly articulates that all of us are endowed by our Creator, and there is no distinction of personhood. It's not the government's job to make distinctions in in, in persons, which is why uh, there was there was the, which is why there was. Uh, you know the the the, the civil war uh, with respect to personhood around uh, black people you know in the, in the addition of the 13th and 14th amendment specifically the 14th amendment equal protection under the law and terry brought up the 13th amendment earlier uh you know with respect to it's not you know it's, you, you can't force somebody uh in, into slavery uh you can't own a person but you all but so pre-born boys and girls are human beings they've always been considered human beings there, there's never been a time in humanity where we don't look at a, at a, a pregnant woman and say, there's a baby in there. Um, and so it's the job of, of, of government to protect all people, whoever they are, wherever they are, in the womb or out. I want to make this case. So in the Constitution, the heading to the Constitution, right before Article 1, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish Justin, yada, yada, general welfare, security, the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity hmm. do ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. Well, I guarantee you, everybody at the time of the founding took that to our posterity to mean the yet-to-be-born. And so that would be where I would say there's a, there, that's where I would probably begin my case for uh, the case that, that, that there could be a reason for uh, the uh, to do away with abortions. Now, let me be clear. I've said this before. You and I may differ a little bit on this, but in the case of the mother's life, I am totally for that scenario. I'll let that happen between uh, the mother, her family, her preacher, and her doctor. I'm. I'm. If 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 mother's life is truly uh, at hand, I'm going to let them make that decision. Otherwise, sorry. Now, well, you're, John, you're you're with ninety. You're with the majority of the population. There's a, the Gallup poll that came out a couple weeks ago, probably a couple months ago. Now, <laughs> time just flies. But people, um, they want to. They want to see. Ninety-eight percent of people want to see restrictions on abortion, specifically for. Rape, incest, and the life of the mother, and uh, that that represents um, maybe maybe one percent. Less all... than one percent of births, or one yeah. percent so, of pregnancies. Which means that most people in America want ninety nine percent of abortions restricted. So when it comes to the the life of the mother issue, um, this is where medical ethics comes in. Medicine is specifically designed to use its its technology and the knowledge of the doctors. To, to do whatever it can to save the life of everybody involved, the mother and the child. And there are times when it's just, I mean, you got you can't just create a blanket situation. Every instance has to be taken as a per instance. Um, and, and so uh, you got to bring in specialists and you got to, you got to, you got to pray and you got to, you know, you know, it, it has to be, a, you know, these moments are grueling and everybody knows that you can't just write a law and, 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 and be done with it. Um, so you've got to, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I see where you're coming from 100%. And, and, but, that's, but that's why there is such a thing called medical care. But, but medicine has lost her soul now. She no, she no longer – she thinks that death is a solution. Death is never a solution. For, you should, medicine and medical technology should never be used to destroy a life or to hasten the demise of another life. The purpose of medicine is to heal, to maintain the health of the patient. And abortion does not have one of those two, two things for either the woman or the child. Okay. So I want to make this brief statement. Um, one of the things that I don't think we talk enough about in the uh, abortion discussion is many women are ending pregnancies for convenience. They don't yeah. want to go through having the child. Yeah. Great option. Keep the child, take it to full term, and give the baby up for adoption. Oh, yeah. There is no greater act, and I believe just in that act, there's a chance that God may even forgive the sin that caused it. For a woman to do that, there are families out there that want it. Um, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to please tell us where we can go, what website we can go to. I'll let you give a quick comment, and then we're at the end of the show. Yeah, adoption is, is a great option. Um, if people want to learn more about how Compass Care is saving women and children from uh, abortion, then you go to compasscarecommunity.com. Or to learn more about what's going on with current events with respect to abortion, go to compasscarecommunity.com. Well, uh, Reverend Jim Harden, thank you, my brother. Thank you oh, for being here. I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate you joining me in this discussion. God bless what you guys are doing. God bless your family. And uh, everybody, have a wonderful Sabbath. God bless America, and God bless you. May he be with you and keep you. So this has been Talk with John. Looks like we are just about out of time. Uh, thank you for joining us, and have a great weekend, folks. claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest. People are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food, but the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can
print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 